What's up, Cardboard Nation? Welcome to another episode of GoGTS Live, the Hobbies Web Show. Hope you guys are doing well. Thanks for taking some time out of your evening to join us. We are back after a week off. And joining me as always, it wait, what happened? He's not there. Well, tonight starts a new era of go GTS live, call it go GTS live 2.0. If you will, Ivan Lovegren at watch the breaks, you know, him, you love him. Well, he's not able to do the show anymore due to personal commitments. Yeah, I know. I know. I love Ivan too. And got to thank him. I mean, 255 episodes, uh, I guess the seven year itch is real, but, uh, you know what? It doesn't matter as they say, what do they say in showbiz James? The show must go on. So it's going to go on. And I have the distinct pleasure of introducing you to the brand new co-host of go GTS live, the hobbies web show, my coworker and friend, Chris Stuber, Chris, Welcome to your very first episode of GoGTS Live. Rob, it's a wonderful day. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Cardboard Nation here. I, I appreciate the welcome. It's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to join you, Rob, every single week. It's going to be a great time. Awesome. Well, we're thrilled to have you. Um, just so we can get our audience familiar with who you are. Sure. Um, Chris, talk a little bit about, you know, how you got involved in the hobby, what mm -hmm. you collect now, and what you do for GTS. Sure. So it started, I'm going to blame my mom on this one because she bought <laughs> me my first pack of cards back in 1986. You know it, 1986 Topps baseball cards. I was addicted from there. I mean, you had the black tops with the names on the cross the top there, and I was just hooked from the beginning there. Um, so that's where I started. And then throughout my high school years, I worked in card stores um, from probably age 14 through 18. And the hobby's just been a part of my life forever, it just seems. Since I was six years old, I've been collecting for, I guess it's now been 35 years. So that's um, awesome. I collect every sport. So mostly baseball, but I collect baseball, basketball, football, hockey, some soccer, um, some wrestling. I'm all about it. I love cards. It's part of my life. Um, I guess I'm addicted to it, but it's a healthy addiction. You know, I think nowadays I always tell people that it's good to have a collection, but it's also good to have some investments, especially nowadays. And that's what I do. I do investing and I do some collecting. Um, I think it's a healthy hobby. I think it's a great business. Um, and it's kind of led me towards GTS. And back in November, um, Rob granted me the, the great pleasure to work with him. And I started with GTS in early November. Um, I've been here ever since. It's a great position. I love working with Rob every single day. I hope he doesn't get tired of listening to me on this show because he has to deal with me every single day during the week. Um, but no, I think Rob and I have a great relationship. I think the show is going to be very good with both of us at the helm. And um, that's a little bit of background about me, but you can go on gogts.net. My little bio is also on gogts.net under the about us section there. You can also read about Rob too, if you don't know about Rob. I'm sure you do. 
but <laughs> you can read about me there. Um, you can see my little headshot. And uh, if you guys have any questions for me, I'm always willing to answer them. So I can't wait to do this with you, Rob. It's going to be a good time. Absolutely. So, you know, Chris is the one that gets all the checklists up. He's the one that does all the great graphics and so much more. So thrilled to have him. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, couple things um, to give everybody a heads up. Uh, an update on how we're going to pull the winners for the next few weeks as we allow Chris to get some shows under his belt. I have to get acclimated. So you got to yes. give me a chance yes. here. You got to give yes. me a chance. Um, can you confirm while I'm telling everybody that that we're live tweet is up, Chris? Yes. Let's go take a look at that right now. We so, are live. Yes, we are. All right. So there is a tweet that says we're live. It should be right under the poll. We're going to use that to pull all of the winners of our box breaks. And we've got a ton of them tonight. What seems whenever we're off for a week, we have a little bit of catch up to do. And I, I yeah, I know you guys aren't going to mind extra giveaways tonight. So that, go ahead and retweet that now or at any time before the end of the show. And when it's time to pull the winners, um, Chris is going to pull the winners from that, everyone who has retweeted that tweet. I shared it in the oh, Twitch chat. Awesome. Well, wonderful. Thank you, James. Um, also, just a quick heads up. Uh, I'm going to fly solo next week because Chris had a prior commitment next week. Um, I'm sorry. It's, it's all right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what's up short timer. Um, so blame my uh, mom. My mom wants to see me. I haven't seen my mom since. Hey, like, mom. So. <laughs> um, no, we can't, we can't, we can't not have you see your mom. No. So, but uh, the reason that I'm, I'm even bringing it up is because Chris and I are both on the East Coast. Um, the show start time was originally created to be able to allow Ivan to get home from work. And with him three hours on the West Coast. So starting next week and every week moving forward, we're going to roll back the start time of the show one hour. So 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, that's 5 p.m. Pacific Time, okay? So I know some of you on the East Coast who have complained about bedtimes and got to get up for work. That should help make you guys a little happier. And uh, also thanks to James for being accommodating to uh, do that as well. Thank you so much, James. That's awesome. Um, one other piece of housekeeping news before we dive into our GoGTS Live Q of the Week poll. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we had on Tud from DCI Grading. He wanted me to let all of you know that the DCI Grading discount is now live. If you use the link dcigrading.com forward slash T-U-D-K, it'll take you right there. Or just be sure to use the coupon code at checkout, GTS10, and that's going to get you 10% off your online submission. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, very cool. So thanks, Todd and DCI Grading, for that. All right. So 
as we've mentioned, we do have a jam-packed show, so we're going to dive right into it. Tonight's GoGTS Live Q of the Week poll. We wanted to know, have you ever purchased an NFT? And already, wow, 219 people weighing in. Decent sample size. Let's see if we can get that over 300 before the end of the show. And so far, yes is at 34.7%. No is at 65.3%. Let's see if we get any change on the percentages by the end of the show. But how did you vote in this, Chris? No. No. Um, I'm just not an NFT guy. I know it's the future. I know it's very popular. I know there's a lot of influencers for NFTs. It's just not my cup of tea. It's not something that I'm all about. I'm all about cards. I think I like my collectible in my hand rather than on my phone. Um, Some people may look at it as a stock because in stocks, you don't necessarily hold the stock. You have the stock digitally. You get to see if it goes up and down in value. The same thing with an NFT. I own stocks, but with an NFT, with it being a collectible, I would rather, Rob, just have it on in my hands rather than on my phone, to be honest. And well, I don't want anything but your honesty. And, and, and I, I kind of echo that. I am definitely a more tangible touchy feely guy. However, the one caveat that I would put on that, I was super impressed by uh, DC hero unlock the multiverse. When you can connect a physical collectible that I can have in my hand and then have it, have each card generate a one-on-one NFT. That is something I could get into a little bit. That's cool. Yeah. So, and, and that, that brand looks like it does a great job. Their cards are fantastic looking as well. So I think that technology, it's going to be the future, no doubt about it, to have that digital um, depiction of that card um, or that document or whatever it may be. But for me personally, at this point, it's just not my my thing, unfortunately. And so the poll is split kind of a third, two thirds. There's three of us here. James, have you ever purchased an NFT? Yes, I bought Top Shot clips when uh, when it was like at the height too, and, and I bought some packs. I haven't opened them. My friend and I bought some packs, so we're both sitting on like six unopened Top Shot packs. But uh, there were some specific Timberwolves plays that I wanted to own. Uh, okay. D'Angelo Russell blocking Jimmy Butler uh, specifically, <laughs> but uh, um, yeah. So I, I own those, and uh, I mean, I'm not opposed to NFTs. I like them when they have a utility, kind of like the hero cards or uh, yeah others. I think it'd be cool. I'm, I remember, I can't remember where I heard this, but when Top Shot was really popular, they would they were saying that you could buy like a frame that you could hang on your wall, and then it would have all your clips that you own Ooh, and you could display like that'd cool. be really cool. And I don't know if that's happening or not, but that's, I'm waiting that, for that. Yeah. I, yeah. I was going to say, I, I can see that in yeah. your, in your, in your place. That would mm-hmm. be cool. If that ever happens, you got to show that. Oh, to definitely. Us. Definitely. That'd be cool. Right. All right. So if you haven't weighed in on the poll yet, please do so. And again, a reminder, all winners for tonight's box breaks will be being pulled from the we're live tweet, which should be right under the poll. But after um, being off last week, as you might imagine, we have a ton 
of stuff <laughs> to digest in hobby happenings. So let's get right into it because like all of you, we're anxious to check out some product as well. So Here's a look at this week's hobby happenings. Well, this week, Cryptozoic Entertainment dropped four CZX Crisis on Infinite Earth cards exclusively on eBay, featuring Supergirl herself, Melissa Benoist. Not only that, but the cards are oversized, measuring four by six inches. Very cool. Included in the drop are one wardrobe relic card numbered to 99, costing $150, along with three different autographed wardrobe relic cards. This one here is numbered to only 30, while this one is numbered to just 25, but it gets better. The fourth card is is numbered to a ridiculously low five copies. And this one is actually going to be sold via auction format, which is live now and runs through May 29th at 4 p.m. Pacific. All of the wardrobe fabric used in these cards were screen used on the set of the DC crossover classic Crisis on Infinite Earths. And in typical cryptozoic fashion, each of the cards features an image of Melissa Benoist wearing the very same wardrobe used in the cards themselves. Be sure to follow the cryptozoic eBay store for these and future exclusive drops. All right. For the fifth consecutive year, baseball card collectors will have a say about what cards stand above all others. Voting for the Baseball Card Hall of Fame began May 9th and will run through 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time on June 3rd. Results will be announced on June 6th. There are 40 cards on this year's online ballot with 16 newcomers, and collectors can vote for up to 10 of them. Sports Sports Collectors Daily reports that Ray Fonio, known as Ray from Philly on YouTube, came up with the idea and handled the voting by video response the first three years. Beginning last year, Fonio created a ballot and formed a three-person committee with Victor Roman Sr. and another YouTuber, Mike This Baseball Card Life Steve Line. However, committee members themselves do not vote. To date, 41 cards have been inducted into the hall. This year's nominees include a wide range of cards ranging from the classic T205 and six cards of Christy Mathewson and Eddie Plank Mm. to modern classics like the first ever Jersey card from 1997 Upper Deck featuring Ken Griffey Jr. to the iconic 1999 piece of history Babe Ruth game used bat card and everything in between. Visit Sports Collectors Daily and search Baseball Card Hall of Fame to find a link to the ballot at the bottom of the article. Fun. With the sports card market going mainstream and becoming a tangible asset class all its own, it should come as no surprise that major financial reporting sites like Yahoo Finance, Bloomberg, and others are starting to not only pay attention, but are taking a deep dive into analysis of the market as well. Such is the case for a recent study published by Money Made, which looks at 200 of the top sports cards in the world to identify commonalities. 
As defined by the study, top sports cards are PWCC's top 50 most bid on baseball, football, basketball, and hockey cards. And here's a look at some of the key findings. 72% of the top 200 sports cards are rookie cards. No surprise. No. With football having the highest concentration of rookies at 88, followed by hockey at 80, which was surprising to me, Yeah, basketball at 60, and then baseball at 58. The number of championships won and MVPs held were the two most important predictors of sports card price, with a high number of championships being associated with the biggest price increases. With that in mind, players featured on the top 200 sports card index have won an average of three championships and four MVPs. By sport, basketball cards are the highest priced, with the average top basketball card being priced at $57,035. This is followed by football cards with the second highest average price, and then baseball, and finally, hockey cards. We could literally do an entire show on this study alone, detailing Hmm. specific cards, price comparisons, methodology used, additional sources, and more. So if you'd like to take a deeper dive for yourself, visit www.moneymade.io. A ridiculously low selling price for a 1986-87 Fleer Michael Jordan rookie card in a PSA 10 Sold for $175,000 by my slabs. Raise some eyebrows by employees, employees who noticed some discrepancies with the PSA sales database and immediately alerted both parties and voided the sale. It turns out the certification number is a known counterfeit in the market and the certification number was deactivated. However, it does beg the question, how did it pass through grading in the first place? Or was there a legitimate reason and version cracked out of the slab, resubmitted in hopes of receiving the same grade, and then a bogus copy reslabbed by a forger using the certification label? We honestly don't know, and there has been little information about this brought to light. If and when it does, we will be sure to provide you an update. Oh, it's bizarre. It is very bizarre. Dave and Adam's Card World has launched a unique patent-pending authenticity guarantee program through its Factory Fresh and Case Fresh initiatives. Here's the details. Watch this. It's Don White. I work for Dave and Adam's, and we are launching a new service called DA Fresh. DA Fresh is a guarantee to collectors that the box or case that they purchase is coming to them untampered with and directly from the manufacturer. We are launching two options to start, factory fresh and case fresh. Factory fresh is when we wrap cases that we receive directly from a manufacturer like Panini or Tops. And then case fresh is when we crack open one of those cases and wrap the sealed boxes inside. For factory fresh, let's say we receive a shipment, we would wrap those cases in our factory fresh shrink wrap and then apply a unique label with a QR code where you'll be able to watch the entire process of your exact case being wrapped. The case fresh process is very similar. One of the differences being your box will be put into an acrylic display case complete with security stickers to ensure that once the acrylic is sealed, it hasn't been opened. In the video, you'll also see us cracking open the case adding more assurance for our consumer about the integrity of us. 
the video service is unlike anything else that exists in the hobby. You are going to get a behind scene how your products handle them. When you receive your wrapped product, its label will have a QR code on it. Scan that QR code and it will direct you to a video of that specific product being wrapped. It is going to offer another layer of security in that you will see your box or case getting wrapped. If you were to sell this case or box in the future, the person you sell it to will have the reassurance of the DA wrap and video process. But we're gonna offer a wide range of products that will constantly be changing. We can't offer every product because it depends what shipments we are receiving at that point in time, but this is the same reason we won't wrap boxes or cases that come to us from the public. We want our wrap to be a symbol that they can have 100% confidence about the authenticity of what is underneath. It's not someone's opinion, but a fact. We hope you enjoyed this new service. If you have any questions, please contact us. Sports Collectors Digest reports that a New York Yankees prospect blew a promising career after being released last week for allegedly stealing jerseys and equipment from his minor league teammates and trying to sell them online. I'm sure that did not go over well with anybody, by the way. The New York Post and other media outlets reported that 24-year-old prospect Jake Sanford was released by the organization last week after a team investigation into the incident. Additionally, a source told the Post that Sanford had accepted money from collectors but failed to deliver the items. <laughs> well, I'm not sure how that works, but that's not somebody I would trust either. So NJ.com reported that Sanford had been released by the Yankees over allegations that he repeatedly hounded teammates for their equipment to sell online while also occasionally swiping it from their lockers. Great guy. According to Sports Collectors Daily, Sanford had been scamming collectors on Facebook collectors groups. Anyone want to hear how I got scammed out of 600 by Jake Sanford of the Yankees? If he doesn't pay up by tonight, it will be over two and a half months. Collector Matt Shea wrote on the Anything Goes Collectibles group on May 9th, according to Sports Collectors Daily, which added that other collectors have been voicing similar concerns. Wow. Well, the Yankees Loser. don't allow players to have facial hair or long hair, so I can't imagine that they would want a guy like this on their team either. Exactly, right? Uh, uh. Uh, um, all right, well, some more kind of crime news. Sports Collectors Daily reports that federal prosecutors have charged an Ohio man with bank fraud after they say he purchased T206 cards and then proceeded to add phony autographs to them and sold them for hefty profits. In court papers filed in Cleveland last week, acting U.S. Attorney uh, Michelle Appler charged Cord Monroe of Girard, Ohio, with one count of bank fraud in connection with the case. Investigators say Monroe, a.k.a. David Scott, purchased 14 unsigned T206 cards beginning in 2015 and after fake autographs were added, consigned them to auctions where they were sold for thousands of dollars between 2015 and 2017. Wow. Based on images shared by collectors who had expressed doubt about the authenticity of some of the cards in an online forum, it's believed most, if not all, had been encapsulated by third-party authenticators. Wow. 
Uh-oh. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Attorney and hobbyist Paul Lesko updates us with a new hobby-related patent that has been recently issued to the, is it Finmo? Is that how you say that? Finmo card company? I think so. Okay. For a fully autonomous system and method for grading, stamping and encapsulating a collectible object. In other words, (laughs) a grading process for cards without people. Well, it's an interesting way to go about it. The process is simple and includes input, grading, labeling, encapsulation, and output, with each step being detailed in an elaborate step-by-step flowchart. A prototype of the encapsulation machine, as well as the flow-through process, provide further detail into the direction that Finmo is taking with the patent. For more details, follow Paul Lesko, that's at Paul underscore Lesko, L-E-S-K-O, on Twitter, and let us know in the chat your thoughts about automatic grading. It is probably the future, Rob. It very well could be. Coming on the heels of PSA announcing the opening of economy submissions, Beckett has followed suit with the opening of their economy submission service. Details include no cap uh, on maximum submission, no cap on card value, no membership required, and a current turnaround time of 90 to 120 business days with pricing at $35 per card with subgrades and 25 without. It's nice to see that Beckett is finally back. That's nice to see that. We love stories of vintage finds, and this one is a reminder that many rarities are still out there just waiting to be discovered. Discovered in an attic, the grandchildren of former Gaudi Gum employee found vintage baseball cards in phenomenal condition. A collection of more than 150 cards from the 1930s was unearthed that includes not only Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig, but the rare Napoleon LaHoy. Is that how you say that, Rob? LaHoy? I've always said LaJoy. I've always people say LaJoey, so I'm not sure. I was way off either way, but <laughs> any way we want to go with that one, that's good for me. <laughs> the cards were found in the cards were found in a safe in the attic of their grandfather's home in Massachusetts. Inside the safe were two plastic cases containing over 150 cards from their grandpa's old job. What's even more incredible was that this was the second find of grandpa's galley cards. I wish I had a grandpa who had some galley <laughs> cards from 1930. Jeez, grandpa, where were you? Last fall, the same family members found 20 high-grade 1933 Gaudis, Babe Ruth cards, which were auctioned off in mid-November. Heritage Auctions Executive Vice President David, I'm sorry, Derek Grady, pictured here on the left, told Sports Collectors Daily that the, that the condition of the two rare LeJoey cards is, quote, spectacular. They're real and they're spectacular. The new patch... <laughs> The new patch of card or the new batch of cards will be graded by SGC and will be part of Heritage's July Sports Catalog auction, which runs from July 21st to July 23rd. Absolutely amazing, Rob. Absolutely amazing indeed. Uh, Well, the family appears to be in for quite a windfall as Sports Collectors Daily reports that a quintet of high-grade 1933 Gaudi, Babe Ruth, and Lou Gehrig cards sold for over $2.7 million as Memory Lane closed out its spring rarities auction early this past Saturday morning. 
Vintage is where it's at, Rob. It really mm. is. Michael Jordan's personal sneaker collection, including game-used versions, are being sold as a part of a special online-only auction next month at Christie's. Rob, are you in on that one? Oh, you know it, man. <laughs> in addition to the sneakers, one of the few signed copies of Jordan's 1986-87 Fleer rookie card in existence will be also up for bid. Watch this. when this whole Michael Jordan Jordan journey began, uh, this was the first pair, this was the Jordan 1s, you know, this is where it all began. So this is kind of like the father of the sneaker collecting world and, and community. Um, this pair being in perfect condition and being an original pair. Um, you know, these three are different iterations of Jordans over the years, all being important in their own way. What's amazing about this card is it's really kind of the unicorn of the card collecting community. Um, it's a original Fleer rookie card of Michael Jordan from 85-86. Well, are you an experienced graphic designer looking to work in this amazing hobby well then you're in luck cryptozoic entertainment wants to give you the opportunity to put your incredible design and production skills to good use working on amazing games trading cards and other collectible products interested candidates can apply by sending a resume and cover letter to jobs at cryptozoic.com if you are one of the unfortunate collectors that has been waiting for your CD Lamb autograph card to be to be fulfilled through Leaf Trading Cards, we have good news. Shortly after Leaf announced that they had sued Lamb for breach of contract for his failure to deliver numerous autograph cards to the company, the company announced yesterday that those cards have been returned and will begin fulfilling immediately. For a complete breakdown of all the legal minutiae, be sure to check out Paul Lesko's thread on Twitter. In other Leaf news, the company announced that they have acquired supplies manufacturer Vulcan Shield and that they are already working with distributors to push quantities of various trading card supplies to the market. Very good. Um, let's see. Upper Deck is now taking nominations for a special Father's Day contest. This is pretty cool. So to enter... Post a picture or video nominating the father figure in your life using hashtag UD Father's Day. Mm -hmm. Showcase their hockey memorabilia collection and tell UD why they deserve to win. Make sure to highlight their favorite upper deck authenticated pieces. Make sure your account is public and post only to Instagram or Twitter and one or the other. You may not enter on both platforms. Only one will be taken into consideration. And last, tag at Upper Deck Sports 
on Instagram or Twitter, whichever you choose to enter through. The contest ends June 13th at 11.59 p.m. Pacific, and winners will be announced on Father's Day, June 19th, on both Upper Deck's Instagram and Twitter accounts. Here's a look at the prizes up for grabs. This Father's Day, Upper Deck is giving the gift of history. Showcase your hockey memorabilia collection and nominate the father figure in your life. Five winners will be chosen. Four will win an Upper Deck prize pack featuring exclusive Upper Deck merch. One grand prize winner will be awarded an Upper Deck prize pack along with this exclusive Wayne Gretzky Upper Deck Authenticated Memorabilia piece valued at over $3,000. To enter, post a picture or video nominating the father figure in your life using hashtag UDFathersDay. Showcase their sports memorabilia collection and tell us why they deserve to win. Make sure to highlight your favorite Upper Deck authenticated pieces. Enter today using hashtag UDFathersDay. Winners will be chosen based on the quality and uniqueness of their memorabilia collection and story. For more information on the contest, including the rules and restrictions, please visit UpperDeckStore.com slash FathersDay22. Yeah. A few months ago, we told you about probably more than a few months ago now, but the Upper Deck Ultimate My MVP contest. Well, a winner, Sean Pangs, and a crew of his friends got to attend an Edmonton Oilers playoff game with some special privileges. Check it out.
that's a look at this week's hobby happenings. Oof. There's a lot that of was happenings. A big one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we deal with that every day. Everything is happening. It seems now. It really so is. much stuff is going on. It really, but that was really fun is. though. That was a good little first time for me doing the hobby happenings. Very nicely it. done, sir. Yeah, I tried. Nicely done. I tried. We're going to update the poll question. See if we've gotten any change in percentages. Not much. Still about a third, two thirds. Yes. Owning an NFT, excuse me, purchasing an NFT at 34.4%. No, still at 65.6%. Uh, 259 people voting in, um, about 50 minutes left. Go ahead and weigh in if you haven't all ready. Let me properly intro our Hot in the Shop segment. A look at this week's re- new releases. There was an outside shot we were going to get impeccable basketball in time for the show, but didn't happen. That would have been nice. Hopefully yeah. next week. But so checking out pinnacle we've got five autograph cards a non-auto silver insert gold insert or stainless stars card three base or base parallel cards so pretty robust break impeccable 75th anniversary autographs are highlighted in here as well as elegance rookie jersey autographs also, be sure to check out the Elegance Veteran Jersey autographs in a hollow gold version. And impeccable jersey number autographs with the autograph inscriptions on card. Very Some nice more cards. rookie autographs. Yeah, really good looking, super attractive. Rookie autograph hollow silver. One gold or silver or stainless stars. I mean, we're talking precious metals now. Real silver and real gold. Where else do you see those kinds of cards? You you just don't see them. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, beautiful. There's a Scotty Barnes silver. I mean, that's like an ounce of one ounce of silver. Evan Mobley, unless inflation, you know, they might have pared down that a little bit. I'm not Mm -hmm. sure. Three base or base parallels in every box. A little late, but it's here now in stores, online at your favorite breaker and online retailer. Impeccable NBA basketball. All right, so the next one we have here is Panini Mosaic Premier League Soccer. And the checklist was just released today, so that's a good thing. Um, So, But this product is fantastic. Um, The way you got to look at this one is you get one autograph card in every box, five base silver prisms in every box, 15 mosaic parallels, 20 inserts or insert parallels. As you can see there, that is a beautiful autograph of Christian Pulsic right there that you have to take a look at. Five base silvers in every box, as I mentioned. You get this Premier League base silver of Mark Roll. 15 mosaic parallels in every box. Look at that Cristiano Ronaldo, the black right there. Premier League base mosaic black. That's a beautiful looking card. 20 inserts or insert parallels in every box. Got Phil Foden right there. Premier League stainless glass. Stained glass. That's beautiful. 
Premier League pitch masters. That's sharp. It's really nice. 200 card base set in this. That's the base card. Very nice looking base card as well. Mosaic is a nice product. I like that from Panini. We're going to take a first-hand look at that next week. I've got a, I've got box sitting on the floor here. Uh, next up from the pitch to the pitch, but nice. just different leagues. <laughs> we go from uh, England to Germany. Tops Stadium Clo- Club Chrome Bundesliga. What autograph, four to five refractors and four inserts in every box. 100-card base set. Uh, 50 insert cards, several rare parallels, and keep an eye out for 35 chrome autograph cards, including those of Robert Lewandowski and Leipzig's 16-year-old wonder boy, Sidney Rybiger. 12 boxes, 18 box or 18 packs per box, six cards per pack, and that's in stores this week as well. Nice. And then again, we're back onto the pitch, Rob. There's, okay. <laughs> this is we're going to be taking a look at uh, the Panini Prism Premier League Breakaway Soccer Cards. This product has three base silver prisms in each box. Take a look right there. That Wilfred Zaha. It also has eight breakaway exclusive base prisms in every box. There's one of James Ward Prose. Six insert cards in every box. The emergent, that's a nice looking card right there of an insert. And then you got the Jamal Brilliance. 10 autograph cards per case. It's a nice signature breakaway prism. It's a 300 card base set. Let's take a look right there at the base card. I know a lot of people have been looking forward to this product. 20 boxes. Very nice. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's, it's interesting how the different SKUs work out for, um, you know, we got what regular breakaway and choice in some forms. It's just one way to be able to get more product into the market. So breakaway is the latest. And then last but not least, uh, we've got uh, the second series of, True Creator Creators Collection. If you remember, this is a product that features YouTubers, gamers, and content creators from all over the world. It's going to deliver an autograph card plus an additional autograph, relic, or one-of-one card in every box. So two hits per box guaranteed, plus also one hollow, parallel, or insert hit in every pack. The configuration is 10 boxes, 12 packs, 6 cards, and again, True Creators is the first officially licensed cards of top YouTubers, gamers, and content creators. Some of the creators you'll find are Phase Rug, Flight, The Professor, Destroying, Tristan Jazz, Phase Adapt, Phase Apex, and more. Uh, in addition, some big-time sports subjects are sprinkled in just for additional value. Giannis, Trevor Lawrence, Mike Tyson, Mac Jones, and more. Don't worry if you haven't heard of some of those creators. Your kids certainly have, so just ask them. Absolutely. True Creator Series 2 in stores this week, and that's a look at what's hot in the shop. 
That's a very unique product right there, too. Just Super unique. You don't see those people in a lot of other products. So that's nice to see that right there. Very interesting. Yep. Yeah. We had an opportunity to talk with um, some of the people behind uh, the product at uh, Mint Collective. Nice people. Sure. So this is uh, from the uh, GTS luncheon. That was on Thursday afternoon. GTS has a, this is, they had been off for two years. So the first year back of the luncheon they hold for their customers. And it was at the International Intercontinental Hotel in downtown Los Angeles. There was a lunch and people could sit and chat and be social. And then they brought in uh, rookies. They brought in Aiden Hutchinson, Brees Hall, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, Kyle Hamilton, and Matt Corral. Matt Corral. Wow. Yeah, two <laughs> defensive players on the uh, um, on the panel, but they were great. Aiden Hutchinson was great. Everybody was great. And so uh, it was a 48-minute Q&A. I will put that full video up tomorrow on the YouTube channel, but here is seven and a half minutes of it. So enjoy. So we're going to start down the end and move our way forward. On, on the far right, Aiden Hutchinson, Detroit Lions. Brees Hall, New York Jets. Garrett Wilson, New York Jets. This might be the first time we've had two New York Jets rookies up here on a stage. Um, Chris Olave, New Orleans Saints. Kyle Hamilton, the Ravens. And Matt Carell, Carolina Panthers. We'll kick off with the first question here, and you know it's been a whirlwind draft night, rookie, you know rookie camps, and now you're here signing your Panini trading cards. Um, from draft till now, what what's the one moment that stands out to you guys that has been like that surreal moment for you? And Aiden, we'll start with you and just work our way down. You know, I, I think with me. Um, having the pretty unique story of being able to stay home. Uh, I'm from Michigan and being able to stay home in Detroit. Uh, I think, uh, I don't think it's it's quite sunk in yet, to be honest with you. The fact that um, I'm, I'm a Detroit Lion, and I'm, I mean, I'm at the facility every day, meetings, practice, walkthroughs, everything, but um, it's so weird to, to be in that locker room and, you know, growing up, uh, all my buddies were Lions fans, diehard Lions fans. So um, it's, it's so crazy to be in the position that I'm in today. But, um, man, it's, uh, I'm just so grateful to, to be able to stay home and to be in the position that I'm in. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm very happy with where I'm at. Uh, yeah, for me, it's really the same as Aiden, you know, just not really being able to believe that I'm a New York Jet now and um, getting in the locker room with guys like Garrett, you know, Sauce, uh, Jermaine Johnson, just and all the other rookies and vets and really just getting around and getting relationships with those guys, you know, it just almost feels like it's college again, like you're coming to the facility every day around the team all day and um, just playing football at the end of the day. So it's, it's I want to say uh, – it's, it's not too different from college right now, but I'm just waiting for that transition point to happen so um, I finally can feel like a pro. Yeah, I would say, you know, similar to what they're saying, the best thing about it is probably getting able to spend that time uh, with your loved ones, you know, after you realize that your dream just came true. And, um, you know, for me, that was, that was, you know, the most special part, having my family there. And then, um, you know, taking taking the flag, she went to New York that same night that, that the uh, that the draft happened. So um, it wasn't much time, but, you know, every every second of it was, uh, 
was special. So, you know, that's what I would say was was the most um, you know, special time for me. Uh, I'll say on the same page as Garrett, just uh, having my loved ones there with me. Uh, you know, uh, since I was young, uh, they always been around. And uh, at my highest point, to have them there uh, was, was the biggest for me. So uh, just to be able to go out to New Orleans and create a lot of, lot of relationships and uh, meet a lot of new people uh, and meet my new teammates, uh, that was another special moment for me. Uh, just to make that first impression. So I feel like uh, just having my loved ones there uh, was a, was a uh, most surreal moment for me uh, after draft night. Yeah, I would kind of say the same thing. Um, you know, it's been a dream of all of ours since we can remember to be in this position and to look down at your phone and actually see yourself getting that call from a team. Uh, kind of surreal, like I kind of like just blacked out in the moment and couldn't even believe what was happening. Um, but you know, like they said, having all my people there, was really special because I wouldn't have been there without them. Um, I think another cool part is just starting over again. Um, we were all probably one of the best in the country at our respective positions in college and got everything down and knew everything front to back and then you're starting all over again from scratch and excited to flip a new page and start a new story. Yeah, I would say um, that surreal moment really hit me when I first stepped into that building. Uh, you know, at, the, at Carolina, their facilities is at the stadium, so we can see the stadium and we can see everything that, you know, on game days, you know, some places aren't usually like that. You know, some places are like 25 away or 25 minutes away from where they actually play. But luckily, you know, we're in the same building as uh, where we're practicing. And, you know, being in the meetings with McAdoo and, you know, going over a real NFL playbook uh, and then, you know, really just throwing on that practice jersey, um, you know, it's really a, a feeling that I couldn't explain. You know, even when I got that phone call, I really, um, you know, kind of like Kyle said, you kind of like black out. You don't really necessarily know that. It, like, kind of ask yourself, is this really happening? You know, when, I, when that happened, my heart dropped. And, you know, the people that were there uh, with me were there at my lowest times, and you know, they're there at my highest. So, um, you know, family has always been there for me, and, you know, that was definitely a special moment. You know, Panini rookie trading cards mean signing autographs, and you guys are going through that right now. When, when did you first start practicing your autograph? Matt, we'll start with you. <laughs> I want to say I was in third grade in my book, just <laughs> doodling. <laughs> no, honestly, though, I would just don't listen to me, kids, but I was in my book, just in class, just doodling. And I, I, I mean, that's as far as I can remember. Um, it would be all over the page, and then I just ripped that page out and act like it never happened and throw it away. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, I actually did the same thing, probably around the same age. Um, I have the same signature, too, that I had then. Um, so I guess I just knew I was going to need it one day, hopefully. Uh, but, yeah, it paid off. But, yeah, I'll be in class. Um, unfortunately, bored. Close your ears. You need to listen in class. But, uh, but yeah, I'll just doodle in my notebook till the page is full, flip the page over, do it again, just do like 10 pages of that and then next class. <laughs> I used to think just writing my signature was writing my full name in cursive, so that's how I started out. But the first time I really started practicing it was uh, my senior year. I was playing in the uh, Adidas All-American game and we had to sign some trading cards there. So before we went up there, I had like a week. So I started, my mom got me some sheets of printer paper and I got a, a little sharpie and just started practicing then. So not till I was like, 17 years old, I didn't really start practicing it. 
Yeah, I feel like everyone when you're in when you, when you're in middle school, or elementary school, you're practicing that signature. And um, but fortunately, we we get to use it now. So um, we're definitely lucky in that standpoint. But yeah, I'll probably just say back when you were younger, you know, in class, doodling, doodling some signatures, doodling this or that. Um, but yeah, now now we get to use them. So I guess all those signatures paid off. Garrett, we're talking about uh, rookie signatures, and when when was the first time you started practicing your signature? Early. I started practicing really early. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it looks nothing like it does now, which is crazy. It was a little longer. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was five, six years old when you first start, you know, trying to learn. They, they get you on the uh, curses packets early back when I was growing up. So. <laughs> All right. Awesome job, dude. Well, that is going to do it for us on this episode of Go GTS Live, the Hobbies Web Show. I want to thank Chris for being the next man up and joining me as the new host of Go GTS Live, the Hobbies Web Show. Uh, after you're back from your trip to Philly, you you going to come back? I'm going to come back. I, okay. I'm, I'm definitely. I'm not going to stay up in Philadelphia. I moved down to Tampa for a reason. Okay. I love and, Philadelphia, but um, and will you come back and co-host the show? I would love to co-host the show with you and. <laughs> have all these shenanigans with you on, on the air. That'd be fantastic. Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> so show him some love guys in the chat. Uh, he had some big shoes to fill. I think he did a great job and looking forward to the next iteration of the show moving forward. Um, again, just a reminder, I will be uh, flying solo next week at our brand new time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 p.m. Pacific. So that's going to do it. I think uh, special thanks to Scott Prusha, Emily Kless, um, Mike Phillips at Upper Deck, um, James Gale behind the scenes. Also for some great footage and coverage out at the NFL PA rookie premiere. Really so, nice job. We'll be back to do it all over again next week. And in the meantime, you know what to be doing, right? You haven't forgotten. Always be collecting. Have a great night, a good weekend. We'll see you next week.